Chapter Five of Some Haunted Houses of England and Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Some Haunted Houses of England and Wales by Elliot O'Donnell. The Minery, Devon the man with the bucket technical form of apparition phantasm of dead source of authenticity letter from the person who saw the ghost cause of haunting murder hotel reitz vienna february tenth nineteen o eight dear mr o'donnell in reply to your inquiry as to that psychic experience i had in devon i will do my best to make the affair explicit although as you know very well i do not pose as a scribe well it took place three years ago june fifteenth nineteen o five shall i ever forget the date my friends the maitlands had only just taken the minery a pretty yellow stone villa modern in every respect it stood some few yards away from the road and was fronted by a lawn bordered with honeysuckle sweet peas and devon roses i tell you this to impress upon you the fact that there is positively nothing suggestive of ghosts either in the grounds or building the latter being as unlike the orthodox haunted house as one can well imagine if anything should have warned me it was the hesitating and half-nervous manner so unlike herself with which dora maitland showed me to my room i do hope you will like it and be comfortable dear she said as she stood for a moment on the threshold a strangely perplexing expression in her eyes and one which i couldn't then interpret be sure to tell us if you don't and we will have you moved at once why shouldn't i i asked in unfeigned astonishment it is delightfully snug and sunny a south aspect a charming view and oh the most delightful of dainty furniture why dora i should indeed be an ungrateful sybarite if i didn't revel in it and dora forced a smile the hot summer days drove us into the open we got up early and went to bed late being a man and fond of cricket and fishing you would hardly appreciate the life we led we are women of the old school and consequently spent all of our time at home on the lawn plying our needles possibly at the same time chewing chocolates or discussing our favourite books motoring and golf we left to others the fifteenth of june was warm and sultry we had been invited to spend the evening at the adjoining vicarage dora had a headache her mother was a chronic invalid and so willy-nilly i went alone it was a stupid affair mediocre music still more mediocre supper and bridge fancy bridge in a sleepy country parsonage fancy bridge anywhere i hate bridge the guests were of the usual sort prudish prosy and plain a widow and twins the miss somebodies of somewhere a curate a doctor and a lawyer what with the exception of the last could be more respectable what more dull deadly dull 
they were all the men i mean very anxious i should play cards but for once in a way i made myself positively disagreeable and sat alone eleven o'clock came it was time to go i rose with alacrity omitting i believe in the intensity of joy the formal expressions of regret the vicar accompanied me as far as the gate bidding me a bland good-night he retraced his steps with a sigh of relief mrs maitland had left a light burning in the hall i turned it out and taking up my candle proceeded to my bedroom and was beginning to undress when a strange thing happened my bedroom door which i felt positively certain i had locked slowly opened and a man peered in i can see him now strong regular features with piercing dark and somewhat sinister eyes that were in marked contrast to the iron-gray brows and wavy neatly parted hair the chin was square the head well shaped he was a handsome man yet he did not please me i was frightened for some seconds he glanced furtively round the room his eyes finally resting on the bedstead which he regarded in a manner that made my flesh creep who could he be what on earth did he want terrified lest he should see me though why it was he hadn't done so i couldn't for the life of me imagine i kept shrinking backwards backwards into the alcove where i hung my dresses in the wild hope that they would afford me a safe hiding-place presently to my unutterable relief he disappeared and i heard his footsteps tiptoeing gently down the staircase here then was my chance of escape hardly daring to breathe i rushed frantically to the door heaven preserve me it was locked again and tearing it open i made directly for the passage leading to dora's room on my way i heard a noise a noise that fascinated and kept me still the clanging of a bucket what could a man be doing with a bucket at this time of night a bucket and on that staircase so daintily furnished with velvet pile breathlessly i watched him ascend his step light and springing his head bent low and the bucket clanging each time he mounted clang 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 the agony i suffered for i could now only conclude he was either a madman or burglar was indescribable i dreaded above all things the act of being seen of encountering a glance from those evil eyes nearer and nearer he came one more step and he stood on the little lobby outside my bedroom door what was he going to do to enter my room or follow me my heart stood still a cold sweat burst out all over me i essayed to shriek and implore the aid of dora my throat dried up my tongue stuck to the palate of my mouth i was speechless helpless hopeless another yard and the uncanny stranger would have me in his clutches at that crucial moment heaven heard my silent prayer he halted i was saved with one hand on the handle he slowly very slowly opened the door and crouching down on his hands and feet crept quietly in muffling the sound of the bucket incongruous sight a man 
a madman or a burglar with a common and everyday bucket and in the ecstasies of salvation i gave a weak hysterical laugh a madman with a bucket and what a bucket after this little display of emotion and being now in the full possession of all my motive faculties i promptly fled not pausing for the fraction of a second till i had reached the bedside of dora and had shaken her to wakefulness she listened to my story with blanched cheeks beseeching me with terror in her eyes to make sure the door was locked and that her bible was well in evidence her fears adding to my own for i now concluded that there was some horrible mystery attached to what i had just witnessed i hastily scrambled into bed and drawing the clothes well over our heads begged her to confide in me the secret i hardly know how to explain it kate she whispered you will be so shocked and i'm afraid you'll blame us horribly for putting you in that room but to tell you the truth we had nowhere else at least nowhere suitable as the ceilings and walls are sadly out of repair you see we bought this house at a very low price it had stood empty for a good many months was in a sad state of dilapidation and the owner was only too glad to get rid of it after we had settled in he coolly informed us that it was reputed to be haunted that the remains of a woman had been found under the cement of the back kitchen floor it is now nicely tiled and that on the anniversary of its committal the tragedy was reported to be reenacted in all its grim details and was she murdered in my room i inquired it is supposed so dora murmured there is a tell-tale stain which nothing will efface under the carpet and former tenants are reported to have seen all you have witnessed and rather more and the murderer what of him i asked thinking with a shudder of his eyes no one knows anything dora whispered edging closer to me as we heard a distant clang it is only surmised he was her husband she was quite a stranger here and he was never caught but the bucket what could he want with such an absurd thing as a bucket and as i heard it clanging from below i gave a ghastly chuckle for heaven's sake don't laugh dora shivered they found that bucket he had used it for transporting her remains please remember me etc to all ever yours sincerely kathleen m dean End of chapter 5